special activities that we do throughout the year, but certainly during the summer season, because we have the opportunity, particularly with our children and with our youth, to spend more time with them and to plan um, special activities and events around their schedules, which are typically more available during the summertime. And we've got a lot of those programs going on now. Uh, just last week, we started our summer internship program, which is being managed by our uh, parish youth director, Charles Adikin Charles Cherezian, um, which is it's always a wonderful program in the summertime. This year we started a new program, Friday nights, once a month, hopefully more. Our, our children are coming to the church, and they're just kind of having a hangout every Friday night. We did our first last Friday night, and it was a lot of fun with our youth. Um, yesterday, we gathered together our Sunday school families that have young children, those who were available, and we went strawberry picking in Pescadero. Um, and that was a lovely time. Uh, that we enjoyed very much. We have some families here. The Abramians were with us, and Marina and David were with us, and others as well. It was, it was very nice. Last week during the internship, the kids were busy doing a lot of things around the property, and one area where I had some help was in the garden last week. One of our younger interns was spent about an hour with me taking the weeds out of one of the beds in the garden. And when I was doing this, I was reminded of the very passage that we read about today in the Gospel of Matthew in the 13th chapter, a very beautiful parable is told by Jesus Christ, a simple one, but one that carries within it, it's very heavy laden with uh, a deep understanding of God's mercy, and it's this, Christ says the following parable, that there was a man who had one day planted a lot of good wheat seeds in his field, okay, for the coming season, and then he had gone to sleep and while he was asleep, his enemy had come, and he planted all sorts of other weeds. In fact, the gospel calls it a tear. I don't know if you know what a tear is, but a tear is a type of weed that looks just like wheat. So it's hard to tell what's actually wheat and what's actually a weed. And this was uh, apparently a common enough practice that during the Roman Empire, during that period when Christ was uh, preaching, it was actually uh, illegal. It was against the law. People would do this as a form of revenge or sabotage. They would go and plant weeds amongst other people's good uh, seeds. And so uh, the next morning, this man's helpers uh, come to him and they say, we've just received news that while you were asleep, the enemy came, your enemy came and he did this. He planted all of these weeds in with your wheat. What are we going to do? And the farmer said, we're going to wait till they all grow. And when they all mature, we'll harvest everything. And then we'll go through and we'll put the good ones here and we'll put the bad ones there and we'll burn the bad ones and we'll keep the good ones. Okay. Christ then goes on later on in the chapter to explain what this particular parable is about. This is a parable about good and evil. This is a parable about a reality that many of us encounter on a regular basis. Why is it that we are in a world where we are subjected to people who have evil intent? Why is this the case? Why is it that we're forced to suffer 
these people in our lives who have no good intent and only seek to do evil, whether it be in our own community or on a global basis when we watch the news uh, you know, each evening and we hear about these awful things that are happening. And certainly it doesn't have to be even in the extreme cases, just maybe conflicts that you might have in your social sphere or at work. Why, why are these people not intending to do good, okay, essentially? Christ is saying in, within this parable that you don't know. Everybody has the potential to be good. Everybody has the potential to be good. Why judge too early? If we can let them all come to maturity and then at the last moment determine when everything is fully ripened what it actually is. And for Christ, this is an analogy of the final judgment. Speaking about humanity, I will wait through my mercy until the final judgment to determine who is it that brought evil to this world and who is it that brought good. But I would not judge before then because everybody should have the opportunity to prove themselves to be good. This is a story St. Augustine reminds us about tolerance in the end. This is a story about patience. St. Augustine tells us it's easy to think that perhaps Christ in this story is talking about the unbelievers, or perhaps he's talking about people who belong to other religions. But St. Augustine says to his flock in the fourth century, you, those who are sitting in your chairs within the church, may think yourselves amongst the wheat. But none of us, including yourselves, can be sure what it is that Christ considers us until that last moment. Therefore, let the good be patient and tolerant of the bad, and let the bad seek to emulate the good, so that in the end, through God's mercy, we may all have a chance for redemption. This is what St. Augustine reminds us. Tolerance and patience with one another and the world that we belong to. Certainly these things are virtues. But there's another even deeper interpretation of this passage, which we hear other church fathers speak about, that we're not talking about necessarily other people, or in addition to speaking of other people, this parable can also teach us something about our inner life, our spiritual life, to look within ourselves and understand what is it that's growing within us. St. Gregory of Nyssa and Origen both speak of this concept Last week, when I was working with that young lady in the garden, it took me a while to go through the bed that we were working in, which was growing herbs like thyme and oregano and mint and parsley, and show her the difference between those plants and the weeds, because it was hard to tell sometimes. And the weeds are clever. They camouflage themselves. You can stare at a a bunch of plants for a long time and miss the weeds that are right in front of you because they're green and they look something like the other stuff that's growing. So I spent a long time trying to just teach her the difference between a weed and an herb, the difference between a weed and an herb. And for an hour, we were going through pulling out weeds. And then I had left her alone for a little while to work on the bed, and she had come to me, and she said, I got all of them, I pulled all the weeds out. And I said, if you think you did that, then you think wrong. (laughs) Let's go take a look. And we went back, and we looked, and there hidden amongst the herbs were still more weeds. This, for me, is a wonderful analogy of my inner life, my virtues and my vices, 
because sometimes my vices masquerade themselves as virtues. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between confidence and arrogance. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between taking pride in one's appearance and vanity. Sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between ambition and trying to prove that you're better than other people because you're insecure. Sometimes it's hard the difference between trying to support your family and being greedy. All these things occupy this middle ground where they could be a good seed that's growing into something fruitful or a bad seed that's growing as a weed in our heart into something sinful. And this parable by Christ reminds us that we have to be good gardeners of our souls, that every Christian must be mindful of that garden within themselves and always vigilant to be conscientious of whether or not something is growing that's desirable within their hearts or whether that is a weed that they should pluck as soon as possible before it grows into something worse. For those of you that have gardens, you know that if you neglect them and the weeds begin to grow, soon it can become overwhelming. Sometimes in this, in this church, we have this garden, and times get hectic, and myself and Yeritskin and the volunteers don't have a chance to keep it up. And you go out there, and you say, I can't see the plants through the weeds, and it's going to take me forever just to figure out what's what. This is just the way it's going to have to be. We're just going to have to accept it. And this is the way it can be with our spiritual lives. Sometimes we neglect our spiritual life to the degree that we look at it, and we can't tell what's good and what's bad, and we say, this is just who we are. People are going to have to accept us. But the Christian is vigilant in the garden of the soul. My prayer today is that God give us strength and vigilance in all that we do, whether we are being discerning in terms of our own spiritual life or being tolerant and patient with those around us so that we too can be worthy to glorify along with them the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.